Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Sunday, August 6th. This is Anything Goes Podcast with me, your host, Chris. No Jimmy today. He's had a busy weekend uh, and and hasn't been able to make it. So we're going to go ahead and do this. Today's episode uh, should probably come to uh, as no shock to anybody who's been listening to this podcast for any period of time. But we're going to talk about sports and, uh, you know, what kind of what sports have done to themselves to uh, make themselves pretty unpopular. I mean, we can go through a whole list. Um, I've jotted down a few uh, just to go... Uh, we can start with uh, the NCAA letting a biological male compete against women in swimming. Completely trashed the sport, has completely destroyed uh, hopes and dreams of these young women who have done nothing but work hard their whole lives to rise to this level, almost, you know, the pinnacle of their sport by letting a biological male, biological man uh, compete in and win and take away from them the titles that they deserve. You got ESPN who did a documentary on uh, Bubba Wallace, his supposed news incident, which turned out to be a complete fabrication and a complete BS story, but they did a whole documentary on it cleveland indians and the washington redskins changing their name bending to the woke crowd and not even the crowds that that the indigenous people of this country by and large had absolutely no problem with either of those names the indians or the redskins It was all the woke mob, the woke liberal elite mob. And they bowed and cowered to it. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavericks, who quietly, without telling anybody, uh, ordered them to stop playing the national anthem before Mavericks games. Now, of course, after uh, backlash and, and, you know, just plummeting ratings, of course, he went back to doing it. But he tried. He tried. He bent to the woke mob. I mean, Mark Cuban, let's let's be real. He's a, a liberal elite who probably wanted that anyway. But he didn't come out and announce publicly that they were doing that. He tried to do it quietly until it became evident to people that that's what was happening. And then, of course, the NBA, when their ratings started plummeting, made it mandatory that the, that the national anthem be played before a game. So now he doesn't have a choice. Uh, Major League Baseball, they took the All-Star game away from Georgia because they passed a voter law that, the you know, the woke liberal elite in Major League Baseball didn't agree with. Ironic that they took it away from Georgia and sent it to Colorado, who has much more strict voting laws than Georgia does. So that made absolutely no sense. But again, we're not here to make sense. We're here to talk about liberals and wokeness. And it oftentimes makes no sense. And then today, the biggest one of all, 
the U.S. women's national team, soccer team, is eliminated in the round of 16 for the first time in decades. And why did that happen? Sure, you can make the argument that the rest of the world is catching up and the competition is getting stiffer. And, you know, the new the, the U.S. women's soccer team is no longer the premier head and shoulders above the rest of the world. <clears throat> I, I, I can't disagree that the, the rest of the world is probably getting better. But that's not what happened. What happened is, is this team prioritized wokeness and diversity over talent and leadership. This team decided years back that they were going to allow a cancerous infestation on their team at their leadership levels. We're talking about the players, the leadership of the players, the Alex Morgans, the Megan Rapinos. They allowed that to infect the entire team. And, and and listen, I'm not giving anybody on the team a pass. We mentioned those two names because they're the most outspoken. But in real, reality, everybody on that team was complicit in it. <coughs> Julie Ertz, great player, but she was absolutely silent on this cancer running through the team. She was publicly silent about it she said nothing the only people who have said anything about it are, are former players who are who are no longer part of the team but they allowed but they allowed this to happen the entire team allowed this to happen we did not have our best team on the field now we did have one or two injuries uh, but that it, it shouldn't matter they played the absolute worst. And it was evident. It was evident from game one. I didn't watch any of it. I watched highlights just to see um, how much. But when you when you only score three goals against Vietnam, that was, a, that was a clue. People started really questioning right from game one the uh, ability of this team to win. And, you, you know, you could just see the next game, I think, was 1-1. The next game was 0-0. Today's game was 0-0, and then they lost in penalty kicks. That's not the USA women's national team pedigree performances. It is not. It has not been for decades. You go back to the Mia Hams, the Foudies, the Wombacks, uh, all these players that, you know, one, they stayed out of politics. They stayed out of this woke bullshit. And they played the game. And they were good players. And they played as a team. You don't have that in this team. And people have been saying that. And I've been saying that since before they went out and played on the national stage. But everybody on that team was complicit in it. And they're complicit in it because they allowed it to happen. Nobody, nobody was willing to step up and say, wait a minute, we need to perform. We need to concentrate on playing as a team. We need to concentrate on our striking. I mean, I think if you go back and look at every single game in this World Cup, they outshot every other team by double digits. I think today, I think today it was a total of 22 shots on goal to 10. And sure, it came down to 
it came down to uh, penalty kicks, but you're taking 22 shots on goal and you're scoring nothing. Uh, I think it was right around the same number, 22 or 25 in the previous game, and they scored nothing. Uh, I think in the in their 1-1 draw, they double-digit outshot the other team and scored one goal. So when you prioritize ideology over, frankly, talent and leadership, this is what you're going to get. And that's what all these organizations, the NCAA, uh, sports media, ESPN, Major League Baseball, uh, the NFL, uh, who, you know, I, I didn't mention them, but the NFL, they were caught funding quietly funding abolished the police organizations by the way those organizations were people who funded the release of uh sex sex offenders and um uh what's it called uh domestic violence uh criminals to get them out of jail until it was found out and then they kind of backed up so I think these sports organizations and these sports media companies and all that, you know, to an extent, they 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 back off when the pressure starts getting to them, but they still keep quietly trying to, um, and I can't think of the word. Uh, they they keep they keep quietly trying to. Yeah, I, I've completely lost the word. Um, but be, I, I befriend or um, uh, yeah, be on the team, uh, you know, team up with these organizations, but they keep doing it quietly. And we don't find out about it until they get caught. And then all of a sudden they back off, but they keep trying to do it. They, it, you know, they get caught, a little bit of time goes by, and then they're right back at it again, quietly, until they get caught again. Until revenue starts drying up, until viewership starts dropping, ratings start dropping. And then, oh, no, 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 we're, you know, we, we're not doing this anymore. MLB saying that they're not going to put pride uh, flags on uniforms anymore. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to do that now. Well, we'll see. Uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, when he, you know, decided he was going to take any... And listen, I hear the argument on that. Oh, well, a veteran told him that he should... He was sitting on the bench. He should just take a knee. Um, yeah. You know, I can find one veteran that agrees with that. Sure. I can also find 750 veterans that don't agree with that. So... Yeah, pinning it on the fact that, oh, a veteran told him he should take a knee. That's bullshit. It's a bullshit argument. It's a one-off because I can tell you that probably 99% of veterans would not. Although, hey, listen, I, I get it. This is America. You have the right to say and do what you want. I don't have a problem with that. But just understand. You can say and do whatever you want, but you also have the right, everyone else has the right to hold you accountable 
for the positions and things that you say and do. And how does the American people do that with these organizations? They do it through money. They do it through viewership. They do it through trashing ratings. They do it through, um, and I don't like to use the word canceling, but in effect, when you walk with your pocketbook, when you walk with your viewership, that's exactly what you're doing. You're crushing their ratings. You're making them insignificant. This women's national soccer team will go down in history as one of the worst. Easily. Regardless of what talent they had, what young talent they have on that team, because they do have some. And now, you know, of course, it's already, you know, we're on the same day that they lost and already everyone's just blaming the coach. Does he have culpability in it? Sure. Because guess what? He's the head of the team and he allowed this cancer to run through the team as well. Without saying anything or without doing anything about it. Now, could he have done some other things coaching wise that uh, may have made them a little bit more lethal? Sure, he had some players that were not necessarily playing positions that they should have been in. He should have been in rotating. He should have uh, substituted maybe a little bit earlier when when certain people weren't performing. There should have been a couple of people that never stepped foot on that field that didn't even belong to be on the team. Megan Rapino. And for everyone who's saying and out there saying that Megan Rapino, oh my God, she's a legend. She's the best. she had probably two games in her entire professional career. I call it professional. I, I I don't. They're not really professionals, but they are, I guess, because they play in the M. Though, what's the women's? I don't even know what it's called. The women's MLS or whatever. Um, but she had two games in her entire professional, you know, career on the women's national team where she actually played above average. The rest of her career has been average. So all those out there saying that she is a legend and she's a hero. No, she's not. And as a soccer player, she's not. She wasn't. I wouldn't even, I could probably build four teams. If you take the, the entirety of women's professional soccer, I could probably build four teams. And she probably wouldn't even be a bench player on any of them as the greatest, as the best teams. So, again, this is just the woke mob, you know, trying to prop up their their superstar woke girl and has nothing to do with her actual ability. Now, is she a good player? Sure. You're a pro she's a professional soccer player. She's probably in the top 1% of um, soccer players because that's about the percentage that makes it to the professional level. But within that 1%, she's not even in the top 60%. So I said before on another episode that some of these companies and some of these uh, teams and some of these leagues are starting to take note that the tide is shifting on this woke stuff. Uh, people aren't buying it and people aren't into it. People want, I've never seen the amount of people rooting against an American team and we'll see, we'll see what happens in the Olympics, but I don't think I've ever seen as many people rooting against a, a team USA to lose. They want them to lose. They wanted them to lose. I've seen more people that are happy that they're out of this world cup 
than anything, any other time in American history that I can think of. And we'll see what happens in the Olympics. We'll see uh, what they do between now and then to adjust this team now that Rapino is gone. Um, <coughs> we don't know what Alex Morgan's going to do. Uh, Julie Ertz said that she's done. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to come up with a completely different philosophy on how they build this new team in time for the Olympics. But if they come with the same ideology, the same wokeness, the same uh, kind of disdain for the country that they represent, they're going to have the same reaction. They've made themselves so unlikable as a team. I mean, think about it. Let's go back and think about when the U.S. women started really dominating the soccer world. Everybody loved them. They played as a team. They were, you know, everybody wanted a, a piece of that uh, camaraderie and that, you know, everyone wanted to be a part of their winning. Now, the entire country, well, I would say a majority of the country, one doesn't care about them. Don't talk. They've lost their relevancy. And they proved today that they deserved everything that they got from a country that they have disdain for. So they've got some stuff to figure out. They've got, uh, what are we in? 20, uh, what are the Olympics next year? 24? They've got to figure it out. And if they want to remain... Or, or try to bring back their relevancy. If they want to try to bring back their viewership and followership, uh, and there's and if they want to bring back the support of the American people, they got to take a really long, hard look at what they're allowing to be the priorities of building a team. I mean, the 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 videos, you know, the slow motion videos of them walking out into the stadiums before the game with their suits on and their sunglasses and their purple hair and all that. Um, it didn't play well. It did not play well. It made them unlikable. Megan Rapino today missing her penalty kick and then laughing and smiling about it. It didn't play well. And it just showed that she doesn't care. She's got the thing about Megan Rapino is she got hers. OK, she's already got her millions of dollars. Um, she's already got I, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets hired by, you know, ESPN or CNN or NBC or, or one of these organizations when she's done. Now, keep in mind, if she does, that's probably going to hurt the brand of whoever hires her, because uh, after today, she's completely lost any credibility that she has because she couldn't. She was terrible. She was terrible in this entire tournament. She did nothing. But she's the superstar, right? No, she was average at best within the community that she was playing against. She was an average player, and it showed. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just, uh, I'm never happy when an American team loses. Um, and this is the only time, and I've said it before, this is the only time I've actually, and I wouldn't say rooted against, but more so just didn't care. I didn't care if they made it out of the first round. I didn't care if they made it out of the second round. If they did, great. If they didn't, who cares? They get what they get because of how they prioritize making this team. 
They didn't make this team to win. They made this team to be inclusive. That's all I've got for you today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And let me know. Am I wrong? Am I completely off base on this? You can send an email to agpodcast13 at yahoo.com. That's agpodcast13, the numbers, 13 at yahoo.com. Send me an email and let me know. But I think these companies and I think these organizations and I think these sports teams are starting to figure out that you have to prioritize on talent and not on this woke stuff. We'll be back on Tuesday.